All right, what's happening? Here. Episode seventy six. We're live. Yes. Now you're driving this entire episode. <laughs> Why is that? Because uh, it's been a really difficult couple of weeks, and I've been uh, off the grid. So I noticed speak. you were off the grid. Well, before we go, before we get into the show, <clears throat> let's, do, let's do pre-show here. How's that pre-show. going? Yeah, we got to do pre-show. Forget this is not going to be uh, for public consumption. But how are things with uh, with everything there since the pup? Well, so, you can make that part of the show. That's fine. I'm not going to go too much into it. It's fine. We don't need to make anything that's not part of the show because we don't have enough mediocre stuff to fill the <laughs> show. So might as well put everything in the show. Oh, my goodness. Um... Well, then better explain to people what's going on. Um, oh, hold on. Um, hard couple of weeks. Um, so, so it all started, I don't know how long has it been since the last episode? So we were doing our floors, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so Victoria, my wife took Ethan and the dogs out to, uh, uh, this house they have in Pennsylvania. Her brother-in-law has in Pennsylvania. Uh, they do this every summer so that uh, um, my in-laws can spend time with, with their grandkid. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, uh, so they were out there for a long time. This is always like hard on me because like you think you want to be home. So I had to be home alone because we, we uh, picked this time to like get the floors done because it's really hard with the dogs and the kid and everything. The furniture has to go all out and then people are in here constantly and then it's a whole thing. Right. Um, so it was a good opportunity to like get everything done in the house while they're away. So I had to be home for that. So, um, uh, so you think it's good, but it's not like after a day and a half of like cheating on your diet and like watching TV in your underwear that dies really quickly. Right. And like, like I haven't been away from my wife for more than a day since we got married and that's like <laughs> that that was like 2003 and you cuz you usually go on this trip you just didn't go this yeah, time yeah right exactly so i usually go um so so being so i was home by myself because of the way the contractors are all scheduled and and like there's deliveries of the floors that are separate from deliver from the contractors coming in so everything is like a day and a half apart so i don't have a chance of going there for a couple of days and coming back because it's like it's like a four or five hour ride um so i have to be home and it really is difficult because especially for most of the the uh, the time I was here, I had to take all the furniture out into a container out in the driveway so that the floors are clear for the workers to do their work. Right. And there's something about being alone <laughs> at night in a house that has no furniture in it. <laughs> and there's like no TV and like only my laptop. Um, it's really unnerving and hard. Plus away from the kid and away from my wife for such a long time. It wasn't pleasant. Like it, it already put me like in a really weird mood for a long time. Right. Um, so then the contractors came and I have a story about that too but the contractors <laughs> came and the floors are done and everything is done and I'm finally going out there to um, spend um, like a week with them or something so uh, everything's done I drive out and I show up and like uh, my oldest dog is not eating over there my wife says she hasn't been 
going to the bathroom and she hasn't been eating and she's like literally hasn't moved off the spot for like and she's like she's been getting gradually she's like th- she's 13 mm-hmm. she's been getting gradually worse and worse for months like she went blind a while back and um but like this is different this is like like you ever seen a person in shock after something yeah. like maybe on tv or whatever there's there's uh you could tell when somebody's a little shocky there's like a they're not fully there type of a thing. Yeah. You know? Um, so it's like that. I mean, I know people might, might say that it doesn't happen with dogs. First of all, it does. The vet will tell you. But second of all, it's like when you spend every day with it, you know yeah. their personalities and what right. their behaviors. Um, so we say, all right, so there's no vets there. There's nothing. There's like a Chinese food store and like right. a convenience store. Um, so all right, let's get the dog back. Let's go back early. So we pack everything in the car. So we can take the dog to the vet. Uh, dog like throws up blood uh, over over the drive in the car or whatever so the vet is closed we got home like the one o'clock in the morning whatever so the next morning i call up the vet and dog is dog threw up again clear dog's name is clear mm-hmm. um uh, dog threw up a bunch more times so i show up at the vet and i'm like um she's like she's throwing up blood and yeah. and like it's tough whatever and so then it's like she's a she's a it's cancer everything's cancer right <laughs> but this is like some fast growing thing and it's like everywhere and she's bleeding internally yeah so like li- literally like hours so they're like well you could go to you know you could get a second opinion if you want but really like we're obligated to tell you that but it's really no point because like, like hours yeah. um so like this is like i mean like if we didn't drive in at that time and if i didn't make a vet appointment at that time just to, for a checkup because you know i didn't know what was going on and like uh it was like we didn't know like we got there like literally within an hour so they said like we got to put it down so i had yeah. to get uh, my wife in and and uh, there's no babysitter on, a, on an hour and a half notice so Right. Uh, the the kid has to come in three year old four year olds have no concept of death it's just I even looked it up to make sure like how to explain that like he knows Clea like we told her we told him Clea's at the doctor's because she's not feeling well she's, she's been at the doctor's for like three weeks now um, he gets that right he gets doctors because yeah. he's been to a um, pediatrician but he doesn't understand death I mean the internet told me there's like a 13% chance that a four year old can comprehend death so, <laughs> so well you might want to you might want to explain it to him just in the sense of like he doesn't make this bad association with the doctors either you know? no he's fine with that he actually yeah. likes doctors yeah because they have toys for him so right. um so yeah so my wife couldn't be there when, when they put when they put it down but I had to be there because like veterinarians yeah. tell you you should be there because they look for you and it was it was really like it's fine she, she just goes to sleep but yeah it's rough um, obviously on you <laughs> it's hard because like it's harder being there because you think it's like a living creature a person whatever is this like i, I never seen anybody or anything die like I, my mother right. obviously died but i found her uh you know like my grandfather died, but like nobody in front of me yeah. there in the process. And the thing that, like, I was a wreck for a while there. I had a difficult uh, week and a half afterwards. But like, um, the thing that gets you is not so much like that she's dead, because we had a cat that died also, but she didn't die uh, with us. She was in my in laws mm. during the time, right? But there's something about being there when the transition happens from living to death yeah. and seeing how it, it's indistinguishable you you cannot see the 
it's it's almost like the line isn't there. Mm. Like there's, it's absolutely like you have to question that. Well, if she's gone, is she not gone? Because it's like it's it's not even the blink of an eye. It's just it's indistinguishable. The difference between a fully breathing, capable, there uh, creature that's living and something that's not living. It's it's just it makes it like it's a really weird surreal experience. So so I was a wreck for a while, and uh, uh, so I'm like off the grid for a long time. And it's just this whole combination of like. I'm an introvert having people in the house for a long time around me who are like, do you even lift bro type of guys for a long time? Um, having no access to any computers, being in the house all by myself for a long time without my family and then taking a drive out there, that's four hours, taking a drive that's back, that's four hours, all within like a 12 hour period, everything just at once, yeah. the dog dying. So I'm like off the grid now and I've been off the grid for a while. I just like, I tweeted something about Trump yesterday today in the morning, <laughs> that's about like the only thing. That broke um, you out of your silence. Uh, he's, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Yeah, that's, yeah. well, I feel like these things always happen like that too. It's like, it's always crazy. Around. You know, it's just like that's how these things always are. It's like when when it's crazy, something happens that makes it crazier, and then yeah. you're like, "Oh wow!" It's like you have the, especially as uh, our internet geekdom, where we are hiding mostly from humanity, and we're not really around a lot of other people. And then real life stuff happens. You're like, "Whoa, this is real." Yeah, <laughs> everything the real positive. world. Everything positive, and it's, it's tough because like this is the dog that like. When we got married in 2003, this was like the first like member of the family that right. we, we, you know, we got uh, Cleo and like, this is the dog that I essentially left my full-time job for because I didn't want her to be, after my wife went to work, I didn't want her to be at home by herself. So like my entire life changed because of this dog and like, mm. now she's gone, it's like an end of an era, so it's, it's a hard thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, same, the younger dog is, yeah, the younger dog is having a hard time, like every, everybody is having a hard time, you know? Yeah. How old is so, that dog? Or a six. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but again, it's not like it's like it's an exposure thing. Like they, he literally hasn't spent more than like a month of his life away from that other dog, right? Because yeah. like we got him when he was like a month or two or three or something, whatever it is. And ever since then, they've been together like every minute. So right. it's hard. Um, so there's a whole bunch of stuff. What else happened? Oh, so the thing I, I want to talk about with the the movers that I put in as my, my note to talk about on this episode, uh, the thing that pissed me off was the, the in, inflexibility of the pricing. Mm. Um, first of all, that, did I tell you that nextdoor.com thing? We talked about that last time. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, that super local right. social, social network. network super useful. We already got like two or three good... Uh, really local like contractors that don't like advertise and don't appear on Yelp and don't like they're not public really. Really, but they're like they're very they're super good. Um, they're you know they're a little bit like 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 for example everybody that's good always asks how to get to our house like they don't use GPS right <laughs> because they're old school because they don't yeah. they don't believe in technology or whatever. <laughs> but, like there's something about that there's a, some sort of correlation there right between like that and like old school work ethic that they show up on time and they always they're super good at like what essentially is customer service because like they call up and tell their right, the floors will be here not in a 3 hour window but like in a 10 minute window and right. the floors will show up even though he's not the floor delivery guy like but he's in this relationship with the floor delivery guy that he can trust him to get him the 10 minute delivery window, right? So like, it's, uh, it, 
like really high quality customer service with really old school people. It's really right. weird. Um, That's how they did it back then. Yeah. It was yeah. all word of mouth. Yeah, you had to get the good rep now. It's... Yeah, so the next door that comes where, yes, where we got this floor guy, and uh, but the movers was hard because, so I I wasn't moving. I just ordered this pod thing, right? Um, and I just needed to get the furniture out into the pod, which is literally eight feet in front of the front door. Right. It's there's no stairs. There's no elevator. There's nothing. It's open the front door, push the thing into a pod. Um, but. The things, you know, there's, there's certain things you can't do with one person. Like I went to Home Depot and I had to get like those wheelie things that you put things on there because like, right. they're not heavy for two people. And it's like a 15 minute move. It's literally 15 minutes if it's two people. It's right. just take the heavy pieces. So the light pieces all went upstairs and I took care of that. It's like a mm. long time and it's the whole of upstairs. It's like hoarders or something. It's just filled <laughs> to the brim with everything from downstairs. But the heavy pieces have to go out into the spot thing. And they're on. They're, they're, it's hard to move big pieces, not because they're heavy, but because of the way they're. Yeah, uh, get them yeah. out of the doorway and stuff. Right, so right. You can't do it by yourself. You have to angle things and pivot and all that stuff, right? right. Um. So, so it's literally fifteen minutes. So it's a very, but it's not a common task to call a mover and say, "Well, we're not moving from A to B. We don't need a truck. We don't need boxes. I just need a guy." Right. Um. And um. So I call up a bunch of movers and. And like the, they're good movers, they're good guys, or whatever. But like six hundred dollars, right. I'm like I'm not paying six hundred dollars. It's twenty minutes worth of work. It's literally eight pieces of furniture. <laughs> literally, I counted them. Eight pieces of furniture. I'll tell you the dimensions. It's exactly twenty minutes of work maximum. But they have a six hundred dollar minimum, right? Because they have a three hour minimum plus travel. Mm. You don't need travel. You live. 600 feet away from me. I see your house from my house. You could come here and help me. But like, the, no, because the company has a $600 minimum for three hours of work. Right. And that's BS because that's like, you cannot be flexible with your pricing because you have this thing you put in. I understand why you put this thing in. I put facilities like that into my business too. But this is like clearly not, you were not thinking of this when you were setting up your pricing. <laughs> Um, and unpacked, which I used to move here from my old house, which is really good, cheaper uh, prices, um, and you could do everything online, you could, like schedule your moving and all that. Mm. Um, but unpacked also assumes that you need a truck, and you need unpacking as well as packing, and you right. need boxes right. because every move has a <laughs> there a, an unpack and boxes, and I couldn't. There's no human being involved. Like I couldn't say I don't need an unpacking. Right. I could say I don't need boxes and just empty out the cart that they pre-populate with boxes. But I can't. They send a quote and somebody and the movers give them a quote and the quote assumes you need a moving, a loading, and an unloading, right. and uh, the truck needs to get to your place from wherever they are. Well, I understand the truck needs to get to my place. Fine, I'll pay for that. Whatever that is, half an hour of travel. But I don't need an unload. So you're essentially quoting me double of everything. And there's no way to not do that. Right. So I'm not paying $600. I'm just right. not. I'm just, I don't care. It's just, you know, like I'll throw it out. Like, I'll, I'll yeah. chop it in the firewood first. <laughs> it's not about the money. There's just a principle. I'm not paying $600 to move eight pieces of furniture 10 feet in front of the front door. All right. So what did you do? Because obviously went, it got done. I went to Home Depot. I got a, one of those belts, moving belts, so I don't mess up my back more than it's already messed up. And I got like little dollies and a little portable wheel type of things. and I, 
hold it in there. It took two and a half days and I was half dead, but whatever. <laughs> what about, um, did you think about hiring like a person? No, like, no. Ben Edmonds told me that. Like, go on Craigslist and whatever. But like, yeah, I don't want like the guy that'll show up for $20 to do that work to show up in my house. <laughs> the only thing is that that's the same guy who works at the moving company. You know maybe, I mean? but like, maybe not. There is some responsibility. There is some other oversight there, potentially, yes, than just the totally random Craigslist guy. So the solution to this would be having friends <laughs> and not being introverted and go to your neighbors and say, look, can you help me out for 10 minutes? I'll buy you a pizza and a beer. Uh, but we don't have friends. <laughs> we don't know any of our neighbors. The the inflexible pricing, the unpacked assumption that everything is has a uh, loading and, a, and an unloading and all that, it's like... This is a programmer somewhere making this assumption because like- I think, I don't know. I, I don't know if I agree with you totally on that. Business guy, I don't know. Uh, most common customer scenario that somebody put in that they didn't want to bother with the uh, off cases or whatever. But like, well, I, I guess know. it seems like it could be a kind of thing where they should have an option. Like I could, I wonder, I think the thing that, uh, that I am thinking about with it is is the real issue, right, like the opportunity cost. Like if they fill up this one of their units of guys and trucks to move you for, let's say it takes like an hour, right, by the time they get there, hour and a half, like they get there, do it, get back to home base or whatever. Like that crew then can't work the eight-hour job. That's the whole day. That's fine. So they, they don't want to give up that eight-hour job for for your 20-minute thing. That's fine. No, that's but the, the un, that's the, the actual delivery company, but Unpacked has nothing to do with that. Oh, Unpacked is a separate thing? Unpacked is just a, a broker that finds quotes from this is the uh, stuff you got to move and who, which one of these movers next to you gotcha. is willing to do that, right? Well, like, like the, the the second, like, I, f I realized that you can be that flexible on Unpacked, it's like, and they say they automatically pre-populate your shopping cart with, like, boxes because they literally say every move has boxes. <laughs> now I move. <laughs> like, that's for me, it's like, that's the number one annoyance, like, Stack Overflow is programmers answering questions. But like, why don't you just, you know? <laughs> but because the context in which I'm working is different from the context in which you're working, and you're assuming that the entire world works the way you do, and that's maybe a sign of youth, maybe, I don't know. But it's incorrect. And I think you actually become a better programmer, maybe a better person when you like, begin approaching situations with the explicit intent of not projecting your own circumstances and life context and other people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that made me think that I should bring this up in the podcast because it's clearly like, I don't know if they're missing any businesses here. I don't know how many people. Over here, there's a bunch of people that always have uh, pods in front of their houses. Yeah. So like there's a need. People need to get furniture into a pod. Well, you can even see, yeah, people who have some kind of disability or older people or just people who don't have the time. Like, you would think there is just a whole series of services around moving heavy stuff. Maybe not even out of your house, like, yeah. right? Like, maybe upstairs to downstairs or whatever. Like, I would think that's a thing. What about, like, I feel like in New York, you always see those two guys in a van and it's like yeah. 150 bucks an hour. I feel like they usually have a price like on that van or, or something like that. Maybe yeah. you could have looked at those I, I think it's more like it's not a suburbia thing, though. Yeah, you don't, maybe they wouldn't have come out to you, yeah. Yeah, but I think Pods also offers the service, but I think it's like, I don't remember if it was more uh, expensive or something about it didn't fit like my needs. I think it was more like a, we'll get your stuff to a secure location for storage while you're whatever. Yeah. But that's not what I needed. Um, uh, it sounds like opportunity. 
Butov's moving. Well, that's not going to happen. But no item is small. <laughs> no job is too small. I will hold your box of jewelry for you <laughs> for <laughs> twenty minutes. <laughs> while you do. Uh, I like this that. idea. This you got to get on this here. I bought a standing desk. I bought an autonomous.ai standing desk, and it's fantastic. Really? You're, you're on to the standing desks. First of all, it's cheaper. It's like half the price of an Ikea, or whatever the cheapest one people think is. Half of an Ikea it is now? All right. So it was $500, I think. That's like the Ikea. For the most expensive thing they have and shipping altogether, nice. everything. So it was a $400 desk, mm. but it was $450 because they didn't have the... They didn't have the black top. Mm. That was the cheaper top that I wanted. They only had like this mahogany looking thing mm. uh, or oak or whatever it is, walnut. And that was $50 extra. So because I didn't want to wait a month for them right. to restock, I paid the $450. And then the shipping was $50, which is $50 less than Ikea's shipping for $99 out of the charge. But it's great. I mean, it took me 20 minutes to put it together. It's like 72 inches wide. So it fits all my three monitors with room to spare. And is it? It's uh, lifting them up and down sufficiently. Yeah, yeah it has though. Even though the don't get the two motors. One motor is more than enough. It's like one motor holds like nine hundred pounds, and two motors holds like twelve hundred pounds. Whatever it is, it's insane. So yeah, I have my. I have everything. Three monitors. They're heavy monitors because they're not like modern, really mm. super new monitors. They're like a couple of years old. So thirty inch Dell plus twenty four inch Dells. Dells. My laptop. A whole bunch of junk. And uh, yeah, lifts it up just fine. There's a thing with the buttons that has memory has five four memory things yeah i mean you only need two mm. and oh, the memory things yeah, yeah. the like, one does the memory things so the memory is nice his memory it's not loud it's great cheaper mm. cheaper than any of the other ones so it's autonomous.ai which took me a while i mean you say like domains don't matter but like it took me 10 minutes of typing autonomous.io in there <laughs> <laughs> yeah AI, that's weird yeah because they do other stuff too. They do like robotic type of stuff, I think. Huh. Um, so how do you like the standing? It's good. It's fine. I mean, I don't like, I don't know if I need it as much as people who like sit for eight hours because I don't. Like I like, I burst for 15 minutes of work and then I have to run around with, with Ethan or something. So it's mostly standing anyway, but it's good to where if I sit for a while and like I feel the need to go stretch out, I could at least stand up and continue working for another half an hour or something because that that gets me that yeah it's not bad i don't need the standing mat that everybody seems to recommend my feet no. hurt my feet hurt all the time anyway <laughs> <laughs> i do uh i think i like i feel like i think better in the standing mode i don't like to code in the standing mode because it's too like it jiggles a lot i know i have to keep mine pretty high because i'm tall too so i think it's a little less I don't know. They they just move a little bit. Uh, something I don't like right. about coding standing so much, but uh, if I'm just like writing emails or um, or just that, or just thinking about stuff or you know kind of writing something up or whatever, then I like standing a lot. My only thing is I forget to stand sometimes. Yeah, then. that's true. Yeah, I I, like I, I try to leave stuff. it in standing position when I leave the office yeah, so that you remember. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. I gotta, yeah. I gotta start doing that. Yeah. Well, you have the memory button. See, it's not the memory button, which sucks because I have to hold it and then I kind of forget. I wish I had the. I wish yeah, I had the memory. No, button. it's great. You just press the button and it goes to whatever you want it to be at. All right, hold on. Before we go into the next topic, I don't have any more topics because I was off. <laughs> I was you know, off the grid for a long time. I don't even know what the hell is going on, except the No Man's Sky thing because people don't want to talk about video games or whatever. We gotta talk about video games, but that, hold on, we gotta talk about Linode. 
All right, Linode. And then you have a bunch of stuff too. I saw a book or something. I got all kinds of stuff. All right, cool. Linode, go ahead. I don't know if I can get into all of it today. All right, we're sponsored again by Linode because all of you wonderful listeners go to Linode and you buy servers as you should. So thank you. Um, but if you haven't heard about Linode, if you're one of the few people in the audience who is not using Linode, which I really think there's probably very few people at this point that that's, that's true for, um, check out Linode, linode.com. Uh, virtual servers start at two gigs a month, uh, two gigs a server is like the base one. Um, and that's just 10 bucks a month. Super fast, very high speed, um, 40 gigabyte network, all latest Intel processors, all SSD, uh, 24-7 support, 365, um, you know, full control over the VM, run anything on it, do Docker on it. Um, you can uh, run your own Git server. Uh, you can run it just for websites, as which is primarily what we do with it. Um, you, they have an awesome backup service. So it adds a few bucks a month to the cost, and it backs up everything on the drives for you, so you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. So really, really great service. We've been on them for years and years. Um, I have about 10 or 12 servers there. I know Andre's got a few of his servers there. So definitely check it out. Highly recommended. Uh, Linode.com. And if you go to Linode.com slash bootstrapped FM, then you'll get 20 bucks off. So you can run a base server for a couple months or more because it is hourly billing, uh, actually. So um, if you just have like a side project, you want to spin up a server and do some stuff and spin it back down, that could run for quite a long time um, with the $20 promo code. So go to Linode.com slash bootstrapped FM. We'll have the link in the show notes. And thanks a lot again to Linode uh, for sponsoring this whole run of uh, Bootstrap FM. Yep. Yep. All right. All right. What's happening? What's been going on, on, on in the world? Well, I know what's going on in the world. Trump. So uh, we can't. We, we can't get into that. I'm not talking about Trump. We got to wait till it's close to the election, then we'll do our <laughs> do our election episode. But that's all. My, that's my only viewpoint as to what's been going on. Oh, by the way, I like I don't know what the hell CNN is really because I go on CNN and I see just talking heads talking about Trump, literally 24 hours a day, talking heads talking about Trump. That's it. Yeah, that's all there is. But it's pretty wild. I googled CNN streaming, and I found this site that has. It's not like weird, but a little bit, a little bit weird. It's like mid-tier, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, there's some streaming sites that are weird, right? Yeah. This is like mid-tier. And they clearly have a streaming of CNN that's American, that's US-based, and it's actual news. Mm. It's same studio, different anchors. Hmm. And, and, but it's actual news, like news from around the world, stuff that's actually <laughs> happening. Like news, new, it's like if somebody came up to you and showed you MTV that was playing music videos. And you're like, what the hell? This is like some, <laughs> this is like the biggest joke that was ever pulled that MTV is not showing music videos and CNN is only doing Trump talking hits. Where in reality, CNN is actually doing news. And this is some big joke that people pulled on you that this is what CNN is. Like, I have no idea which CNN is the real CNN now, but it's not like CNN world news. It's not BBC world news. It's not like some Al Jazeera type of a thing. It's not like one American news. It's CNN as CNN. Well, I think that's like the interest because it's the brand CNN means something to us because when we were younger, like that it was actual news, right? And now it's not actual news. And so you just have like Fox News, which is obviously like far right. You got CNN and MSNBC, which are 
CNN like pretends to be in the middle, but they just not. So they're kind of about nothing. They don't cover news. They just cover whatever the like, you know, trending topic is. Right. And then uh, obviously NBC, MSNBC is on the other side of the spectrum. So I feel like getting real news. Yeah, it's really hard. Like there's no place to get real news. I just subscribed, which is kind of crazy. I just subscribed to the New York Times Digital. Mm-hmm. I paid for news because I really feel like the New York Times is the last place where you can actually get news. Like. And even that, I'm sure there's people who say that's like ultra left, right? Okay, fine. But <laughs> but I'm still going to consider the New York Times. They have actual reporters. Like it's not all AP report. Like my local newspaper now is literally two articles from local people. And the rest is just backfilled with AP. Right. And so it's like, okay, they have their own reporters, their own photographers. They have, they cover what's actually going on. I guess I'm going to have to pay for news because <laughs> you can't get news any other way in 2016. All this communication, you can't get somebody who just gives you news and facts. Like that doesn't exist anywhere. Crazy. Great. Great. So, but no, but like, like, I don't like, even aside from that, I just don't understand <laughs> if this is like, because they don't brand it as a different thing. It just says CNN, and it's American CNN, like on a regular ass CNN. It's not CNN two. No, it must be something like a CNN two or something, some weird or some digital thing, or something. it's got to be something special. So they don't show. It. So I don't know what the hell it is. If you didn't see Wolf Blitzer, it's not regular. It's, right, <laughs> but like that's the actual CNN that I kind of want. I want right. the new CNN. Yeah, well, because you want to hear like information, and instead of just forty-eight hours of analysis of weird stuff Trump said, I mean, that's right. not really interesting. Like, we all know what that is at this point. So, so, not, so that makes useful. me think there's like forty different versions of CNN depending on how you access it. They don't actually <laughs> tell you which version of CNN you're watching. Well, they're probably going away soon. <laughs> I, I saw the ratings are up a lot when they went to full wall-to-wall Trump, so that's why they're on wall-to-wall Trump. I but. see. It's, it's all nonsense. It's all yeah. just like history channel showing American biker type of stuff. <laughs> it's, just, it's just, it's all nonsense. Do you want, here's something that made, uh, was kind of in the similar vein is the MTV music awards. I didn't actually watch it, but even just seeing some of the tweets and, um, on like Google news, mm-hmm. it's like that, that's a sad affair, you know, MTV, it's done. You know, it's just done. I don't understand who's watching it. I don't think anybody's actually, like, there can't be kids watching it, right? Because there's nothing on I don't know. I haven't watched MTV since, uh, I don't know which one it is, but it's the real world that happened in Miami. Right. So it must have been <laughs> late 90s. <laughs> I went to high school with a girl from the real world. Right. You told we, me. we talked about it. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah, we yeah. talked about that on here before. Yeah. So that's when I last seen MTV. And I wonder the, if the real like, world is still on. Probably. Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> Real world 74. <laughs> uh, so what's going on? All right. Um, I don't know. What is going on? I got a... I saw you doing a book. I was on vacation. Okay. Yeah, you thought Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard. Same Very time nice. as Obama, right? Me and Obama, we were chilling, grilling. Right. Um, no, I didn't see him. I've been there now like three times when he's been there. Haven't seen him. <laughs> um, that was great fun you know let me tell you for the bootstrap let's get to some actual bootstrappy stuff here for a second bootstrappy advice i highly recommend highly at least two week vacation okay so good i mean i tried to make it three because i was going to take off the week before we left but i ended up working like three of those days and so it was like i got a little bit of a break kind of leading up but it wasn't wasn't all it could have been i think three would have been better but, but you weren't completely off the grid, right? You were still checking in. I was still checking. I wasn't totally <laughs> off the grid. I would like to get to the point where I'm totally off the grid. I'm not there yet. But even as it was, 
Because the end of the first week, if I had come home at the end of the first week, I would have been worse than before I went on vacation. Because <laughs> that's when you that's when you finished decompressing. Yeah, it was like, and you know, the kids and you're on vacation and people are upset and my daughter was like sick essentially. And like, there was just, a, it was just crazy. So it needed that week of just being there in, in a vacation-y environment. It took that long just to take the edge off. And then I could open up to actually being on vacation. So the second week, I was actually on vacation. And I actually did work less the second week too, which was good. So that second week was was major key, as they say. So highly recommend that. Um, some other people I know advise three weeks, and I definitely think three weeks would be optimal because I could see if I had spent the third week, by the end of the third week, I would have started being bored. And I think that's kind of the optimal scenario. <laughs> like, because I'm never bored, you know? I don't have two minutes a day when I'm bored. I'm always just like doing something. And so to be... Not just bored, but having kind of nothing to do, that would have been awesome. But not didn't get all the way to that, but definitely it was a good good reset. So that was nice. Uh, I, I'm, I'm energized-ish and ready to go for the fall semester here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I brought up this topic about uh, enterprise sales stuff, and people were interested in it like a month or two back. So I wrote up this kind of big outline and... Yada yada, came up with this sort of um, little ebook thing, which I I have some questions on. Maybe I'll get your advice here. But it's a little ebook on basically selling stuff enterprise wise. And part of it is about people want this information. And the other part of it is so, and so my question is should I actually sell it or not? Or should I just give it away? And then the other thing is what I really want to do with it is do some podcast guesting. Um, around it. And so mm-hmm. kind of get some additional exposure for help spot, all that kind of stuff. Kind of having something to talk about other than just running this company for 12 years and bootstrapping all that stuff, which I've done <laughs> guest podcasting around before, but having a little bit of a new angle, seeing how that goes. Um, so I thought this would be kind of a cool topic that would be pretty broad for other like business podcasts and things. So that's kind of my ultimate goal with it. But for the people who are kind of in my sphere here, um, you know, I, they're going to have access to it. I'm a little bit torn on if I should just make it free um, or sell it. And I'm kind of thinking sell it for not too much money just so that has like, you know, yeah. something that's yeah. not sold doesn't have perceived value, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, I definitely think you should sell it because it's yeah. th- exactly where you're going. I think that it would, it's a sort of topic that would seem fishy if you gave it away. That could be true, yeah. Yeah. Um, but but selling it added to the fact that you actually know what you're talking about <laughs> uh, <laughs> early. makes it a valuable thing. Yeah, and I think it's um, and it gives people that motivation to actually read it. I mean, I've definitely bought ebooks I have not read, but mm-hmm. it does, does add to that a little bit too. So I don't know. I I think I am leaning that way as well. Was my inclination, but I I had been giving some thought to yeah. You know, giving it away, but I do think having a, like a base price on it. It doesn't have to be like a two thousand dollar Joel Spolsky how to run the software company course type of a price. <laughs> no. I'm not going. I mean, I know people would take this and say, "Oh, do like videos," and you know, you could do all that stuff so that you have the hundred fifty dollar version and the ninety nine dollar version and the twenty. So I, I understand all that stuff, but I don't want to do any of that work at all. I have no yeah. interest in any of that. But I so, don't think you're interested in like building a business around this. Right book, right? You don't, right. You don't want to make a movement around it. You just want to impart knowledge exactly. in the form that happens to be one book. So yeah, just sell it for a regular price. 
I do think it's an interesting angle. That was the part that got me motivated to do it because it's you know, there's a lot of enterprise sales info and there's a lot of don't sell to the enterprise. That's bad info. But this is more of the middle ground tact of how you sell a little bit into the enterprise and to the right parts of it without right. like steak dinners and flying around <laughs> right. and like, you know, it's not six figure deals. Like it's smaller than that, but it's still enterprisey. So this is very much focused on, you know, people who are getting their organizations kind of just up into that level. Like if you have 10 salespeople, you're too big for this book, right? So it's very much for like the kind of bootstrapped audience of you have a little thing or you might want to or you do and it's you're getting some interest from bigger customers. But that, you know, how do you deal with that and the different things you need to do? So does, it, know, does it have a URL yet? Um, it does. I did, I did, by the time this is out, it'll be redirecting somewhere. Uh, but is it, is it extreme vetting.com? I couldn't help buying that domain. Um, it's five figure sale.com. Okay. It, spelled either way. A number five. <laughs> Somebody needs to take your credit card away from you. <laughs> uh, but yes, I Jamie, also- if you're listening, change the password on his name. Cheap account. <laughs> no way. I'm, I'm on to hover now. So I'm already, okay. I've moved on. Um, but yes, I did it by extreme betting because Trump talks about that a lot. And I'm, I'm, uh, if he wins... I will own it. And if they make the extreme betting thing, I can run a site about extreme betting, uh, probably against it, but I'll have the site. <laughs> Although I did last night offer it up to Mr. Trump. If he would like to acquire it, I would be willing to talk because business is business. Sounds good. You let us know how that goes. I, uh, of course. If, I, if he calls me in to have a meeting about this domain, I'll have like a video crew. <laughs> I got some, this is the this is one of these like guerrilla PR things. I gotta, I, I should be putting something up on that site. That's what I really should be doing. But uh, it gets very political. I don't feel like getting all into it. So what else is going on? Uh, I got a big list of stuff here. I can't talk about all of it yet. Some Man, of it. You just got back from vacation and you still have a big list of stuff. I'm still underground. I don't have anything. I just have. I've been doing a little bit of client work. Uh, but I can't bring myself to work or play games or anything like that. Weird. Not even playing games? No, not really. Oh my goodness. I do have the, I bought the VR set. It shipped, it got here during the floor installation and I haven't really touched it since. <laughs> All right, that'll just make you sick. You don't want to touch that thing. Uh, I'll snap out of it eventually. Maybe the games will help. You should crack one open. I'll try one. It won't be like No Man's Sky. I recommended No Man's Sky to you and I feel bad. I hope you didn't buy it. I didn't buy it. Good. Terrible. I've been playing uh, uh, Skyforce. Do you ever play Skyforce? No. Skyforce Reloaded. It's on the, uh, you know, it's an iOS game. I don't play iOS games. It's an old school, uh, <laughs> old school <laughs> type of thing. It's like uh, River Run. What is that game from ancient game? Uh, River Raid? Remember River Raid? No. <laughs> it's basically a game where you put your finger on the iPad, right? And you draw, and you, the plane follows your finger and it continuously shoots. So it just shoots continuously and you move left and right to avoid stuff. And oh, it's a shoot em up. Yeah, it's a shoot em up. Shoot em up left and right. It's yep. self propelled. You know, it goes forward at a speed you can't control. You can just move back and forth and mm-hmm. left and right. Whatever. It's a pretty good game. The kids like it. So we've been playing that. We, Max, uh, my middle son's gotten into Star Wars over vacation and a little bit before. So we've been binge watching various Star Wars's 
and uh, that kind of thing. You know, but yeah, Gavin, Gavin makes this game called Velocity Spider. It's similar. You might want to check it out. Okay. Yeah. I that Retro Dreamer. Yeah, it's kind of the same. Well, they have, new, they have a new game that came out. We should give a shout out to their game. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, Monsters and Monocles. It's not an iOS game. It's a proper PC game. It's out on Steam. Uh, Greenlight. You can take a look. It's not an iOS game? No, they they stopped with that nonsense. Really? It seems like an iOS game. No. Just from the screenshots, I just assumed it was an iOS game. They've been working for, on it for a long time. I played it two years ago at PAX. Now it's finally on Steam. I picked it up. Monsters and Monocles. It's pretty good. It's a... Uh, yeah, just go see it for you. Could just go see it for yourself. It's kind of old school. It's, it's like a twin it. stick shooter type of a deal. Yeah, hmm. I liked it, but I don't have any way to. Run. I do have a way to run it. Did I, did I talk about my Hackintosh last time? <laughs> you did, yeah. But this one runs on Mac too, I think. So, oh, okay. Because Steam runs kind of on Mac or something. If I can get in, I've never been able to actually log in. All kinds of weird stuff in my Steam account login. But now I have a Windows machine because my Hackintosh didn't work out. Let's just leave it there, <laughs> right? Now it's a Windows machine. Um, this is so funny to be back in the Windows world. So it's I was I moved to Windows. I was like, screw it, forget the Hackintosh. Too unstable. Throw Windows on there. It's still it's crashing. Like, and then I start. You know, it's crashing. Not um, still, even though it, the Windows yeah, with Windows it was crashing. So this was a little before vacation. So I was really flipping out. I was like throwing stuff because I was like, this is ridiculous. Okay, so it's crashing and not like kernel panic kind of crashes, but just boom, the, the system turns off. Mm-hmm. So I'm researching. So I get like the little apps that show you like the CPU temperature and stuff. And they're right. all like pegging out like 212 degrees. So that doesn't seem right. So I'm messing with like, oh, yeah, but the other thing that can cause this kind of thing, it sounds like it's the power supply. So I order a different power supply, switch power supply, still happens. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't that. I replaced the goo that attaches the CPU to the, like to the heat sink mm-hmm. You know, it's a water pump heat sink thing. Okay, fine. <laughs> that, that, still, it's still overheating. Um, and then what I ended up doing, how I fixed it, I just did this basically by accident. But I was like, well, let me like massage these lines oh, that I take the antifreeze or whatever, the radiator fluid. <laughs> Jesus, right? what are you so, running over so there? <laughs> I, 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 I rub the lines and then now it's, it's perfect. It runs, I haven't had, it doesn't turn off. The CPUs stay under 100 degrees, and everything's fine. That's so I don't so know if weird. like they had been in a box for a long time, and there had been like some air gap got in there, or something solidified a little bit, or something. But it's like the va- like I've never I, this one thing I've taken more time on than every Mac I've ever had for the last 15 years. But now are you going to switch it back to a Mac? A Hackintosh? Well, I was I considered that, but no, I just can't bring myself to do it because it's all hacky and horrible. This, at least the Windows thing, it upgrades itself. I'm gonna run literally one thing on it. It's just running Lightroom, and although I do have to say the screen color, like the color profile, is horrible. So I have to. Like, They're different. That. My wife always complains that when she designs stuff on her, uh, she actually does the opposite way. She designs stuff on her PC. And then when it, when she looks at it on my Mac, it's weird and different. Like, I didn't design these colors. Well, he did. But it just, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how different it is. Like, these photos, some of the photos I had taken that I had messed around with a little bit just on my laptop on vacation, that I'm looking at these photos on the Windows machine, and it's totally different and not yeah. in a good way. And I'm like, oh, so now i got to find some way to, like, fix the damn colors. 
But for now, I'm leaving it as Windows machine. Now, I know, know that what the reality is, though. Nice new machine that I'll be like, I just want to get rid of this whole stupid thing. So I can see that happening of me just putting this thing up for sale or something. But that'll be a separate issue. Or you get a good video card? You can play games on it now. Yeah, I can probably play games. I mean, it's got like a four gig video card. It's not, I didn't get, I mean, it was like 150 bucks, 200 bucks. It's not like a world-class video card, but I could probably play, you know, I could definitely play like that Monsters and Monocles on it. And uh, I could probably play somewhat some of these other games. I'm sure I can't do the optimal refresh rates and all that, but I don't know. I should try that out now that I've got the heat situation under control. Yeah, I'm... You know, when my, my computer starts acting up also once in a while, and like that's, I just take it as a sign that it's time to get a new computer because it, it happens after a couple of years. Whatever. And uh, I always start out with this prospect of building one myself because it, it right. has, by by everything you see online, gotten so much easier than what it was when, you, when it was like Slackware 1.0 in the mid 90s or whatever. Mm-hmm. But still, you know, once I get to the actual end of the process of considering getting all the parts and stuff, a story like yours comes along. <laughs> <laughs> and it's always from like a source like you that's more trusted than random internet articles and right. you know, all this stuff. And they're like, you know, what is what is the truth? <laughs> I mean, it is nice because for, you know, whatever, 1400 bucks or whatever, I mean, I got the very fastest CPU. I got 64 gigs of RAM. I got a one terabyte SSD. I got a backup two terabyte SSD, like not SSD, uh, just a spinning disk for, you know, 50 bucks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's all literally the fastest stuff you could buy, short of like some of the more server kind of stuff. So like, I mean, you end up with a super fast system, which is nice uh, for much cheaper than you could, spec that one out for no but it's much cheaper it's than you still, can spec that out for as a mac yes that's true but I not that much cheaper. cheaper well maybe I, a couple hundred dollars worth yeah or probably not a ton cheaper uh, i wonder how i should go on like dell and i still think it would be like i, I know there's cheaper places than dell i'm sure there's places that just make like they're they're willing to make the 20 bucks on each computer they build out custom or whatever yeah so there's a there's a bunch of these i mean i had bad luck with like I forgot which one. I buy power or something. I bought uh, computers a long time ago from one of these building places, and they weren't good. I mean, the components I'm sure were fine, but the putting together of the things when was not fine. Like you have situations where like the fan is spinning and it's hitting something, and you know, there's like there's the reality of the thing that it, when it's actually running for 24 hours a day, and as opposed to how they actually build it and spec it out. So uh, I don't even know if it's worth. Maybe just getting a pre-built one or buying or building one. The, the thought of putting that that mucusy stuff on the CPU chip is kind of scary to me. <laughs> Some of them they do have a pre, but they're pre pre mucus. Yeah, pre mucus <laughs> somewhat, but I don't know. But then I put more mucus because I thought maybe that was the problem. It wasn't really too big a deal. You just put a glob in the center and push it down. It was all right, but I don't know. It is amazing from just a technologist kind of standpoint, when you look inside a Mac and you look inside my machine right. and you're like, there's all the same exact stuff in these two machines, but one has no wires at all. And the other one has like, hundreds of feet of wiring and cables and weird stuff. I mean, it's just a big jumbled mess in there and there's stuff everywhere <laughs> and big, bo- big, uh, I mean, and this power supply is ginormous. It's the, su- it's heavier than my whole laptop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It, the whole thing's crazy. So, I, don't know. I had it's, that. It's wild. I had that revelation the first time I bought a new car when I got my first job because I I was ru- running something like a 1989 Oldsmobile Cutlass here, <laughs> <laughs> which which you know what that looks like when you open up the hood, and then you open up the hood of like a 2003 Lexus, 
and it's a solid piece of nothing. I'm like, right. where is everything? <laughs> it's like hidden. a solid piece of rocketry in there. That's it. And like, I couldn't work on this car even if I couldn't even figure out how to open this or if there's anything in there or under there or like, this is a completely different animal. That's what's so. going to be like when we all move to Tesla's because, you know, there's like nothing in there. It's just four, <laughs> right. ele- four electric motors and that's it. There's no, there's nothing to it. So that's going to be kind of weird. I'm just going to wait for the jump to the automatic driving cars and that's it. Oh, I can't wait for that. Uh, I'm done with the driving. I don't know when. I don't think that's going to happen. It's never going to happen. If you think think getting guns away from these people is hard, (laughs) wait until you tell them you have to take their cars away. Yeah, that's not going to happen. But even, I mean, I think they're obviously going to have to figure out how to let the humans and the robots drive together because you're not going to be able to switch all these cars over in any sort of reasonable fashion. But it does also make sense. I mean, I think the ultimate goal... I, which I hope I get to see is the idea of that. It's just everything's Ubers or similar and you don't even own a car yeah, and not bad. you just call one of the robot cars to your house and they pick you up and you go off in it and it takes you anywhere you want. And that's it. I like that idea. Cause even if it's triple the price, it'll be a fraction of what I pay for. Oh yeah. By the time you pay your insurance and the payment and all that stuff, even if you're getting gouged, you're still going to come out way ahead, especially for people like us who are not driving. Yeah, basically a supermarket maybe once a week. If yeah, that. driving around here and there around town, the occasional trip. You're not going, you know, a commute every day for, if you got a two-hour commute each way or something, that's different. But for most people, it's like around town kind of stuff. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Just sit there, play on your iPad, sleep. All right. What else is going on? All right. That's it. We'll talk more next week. Well, I got I got a big list of stuff, but some of it I can't talk about yet. Maybe by next week I can talk about it. So sounds good. Be fun. All right. Thanks everybody. Thank you for listening. We'll be back again soon. Bye bye. Uh,